We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Maybe you can sense a little pep in my voice. It's because they did it. They finally did it. Baseball's back. The lockout is mercifully over. It was a wild afternoon on Twitter, Scott. What's up? How you feeling? Good, man. Like, yeah, the pep is in the step for a Thursday at 5.15 in the afternoon. <laughs> the fact that we're playing baseball, these guys well, are... Not yet. You know, well, yeah. We're talking about playing baseball, and we're not talking about baseball taxes and stuff, which is cool. Well, this whole episode is going to be talking about baseball taxes, though. The uh, But they have a what seemingly is a meeting... That is just a, just just a just an afterthought, right? It's just like checking it's a formality. the formality. It's a formality. Yep. All all of everything's the big agreed names upon. Are saying it's a formality. Love that. Love that. And you know what? Let me ask you a question. We didn't even uh, talk about this. When you when you see what what has been agreed upon after this entire process, understanding today is March tenth. I think you and I had the March first as the date, right? Like everybody had that date as well. But March tenth. They're going to play 162 as long as this formality goes goes according to plan. I'm still knocking wood and adding caveats in here because I'm not trying to jinx shit. But the who won who won the deal? Who who is the big winner? Is there a big winner coming out of this? Because I definitely think there is one. I mean, financially, I think the players made a lot of headway. Um, just breaking down the numbers, the 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 tax number for 2022 went up nine percent to 230 million. And it's going to raise in the next four years all the way up to $244 million. There is a fourth tax penalty, which is in favor of the owners, because that could be even more of an incentive to not spend up upwards in the, in the, the upper echelons of spending. But the minimum salary is up 23% to $700,000 and will increase 20 k each year. 
50 million dollars is the bonus pool what did we joke about like where's the number gonna land like 50 we said 50 or 60 because that was smack dab in the middle (laughs) but but the the players offer initially was so high because this is new money this money didn't exist before right so, so this is this, calls this is a new all. no. This is not even new money. This is a new concept. This is a new right. framework. Like this was a win for the players if they got it in the agreement. So they had to go down. They knew they knew they had to go down. Which is why they started at 115 right. million or whatever yeah. they did because because this all went started- exactly according to plan from from the, like predictions that we had been talking about. This is exactly what they did. So that that's a huge win because that gets young players in their pre-arbitration years who are performing near the top of the league. That that gives them a real salary. Like they're going to be all sure. making well over a million dollars, which which I think is fair. I don't think they should be making twenty million dollars in your first and second year, but you should be making a few million if you're one of the best players in the league. Um, the the big thing that that we thought was going to hold up the deal today was the international draft. Because they could not agree on that. And they agreed to punt that down the line to July 25th. Uh, there was some joking going on Twitter today where the, there was the headline, MLB and and the MLBPA agree about the international draft. And then the agreement was that they're going to talk about it later. So it's like, but that, it's like they what? just agreed to do something later. Well, let me tell you why. Why I, I think this was like the the absolute right thing to do for, for both parties. One. This is a complex piece of this deal. An international draft, for all the reasons we talked about a couple of days ago when we discussed this, is there, there's a lot of people that are involved. There's countries involved. There's teams involved that are outside of the scope of what has been. Uh, this needs to be thought about and isolated. This needs to be thought about very clearly, very intently, very thoroughly, because it's a big deal for a lot of people, a lot of countries, and there's there's a lot of impact that happens along with this with this draft. So for them to understand and acknowledge that this isn't just something that they can throw in as an afterthought in a deal like this is, you know, I'm like I'm giving them a little bit of a round of applause. I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them for talking through their feelings and getting to the point that understands that hey, this is a bigger deal. We should take a step back, uh, agree to negotiate in good faith after this thing is done. And then there's a trigger for both sides, qualifying offer, uh, international draft, like both sides can win if we get to a, a place that's, uh, that, that is a, a good solution for the international draft. So look, I'm proud of them for getting to that point and, and doing what they did. It was the right move. Yeah. It deserves its due diligence, not yes. as a secondary piece as they're trying to figure out all the rest of the stuff and scramble to try and get a season under sure. So So you're absolutely right. And, and if they do agree on the international draft later on, the qualifying offer will go away for the players, which they want because in their minds that opens up more free agency movement. They believe the qualifying offer hinders free agency spending because teams do not want to to lose draft picks to sign top free agents. So, so now you have incentive on both sides to get something done that both parties are happy with. And and guess what? Now you're out of the the smoke and the, you know, the fog of this collective bargaining agreement. And you could probably come back with like actual clear heads and 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 truly do this in good faith. Yeah, you can let the the negotiators do their work over the next three months and not not have to do it in haste, which is I think. But also, baseball people who are very close to this process can now have a true opinion and a true part of the process. Whereas, if you're trying to go in there and just add it on 
and figure it out in three days, you know, at 11 o'clock at night with people that are probably not qualified to talk about this completely in this specific use case, you're giving them the time and bringing in the right people to talk about something that that definitely well, means more. It, it should not have been thrown in because if you look at Fernando Testis Jr.'s comments that we read on the last episode, he said it will kill uh, it will kill the baseball in the Dominican Republic. So if he is voting, if he's casting a vote in the players, right, as a, a member of the players, he might say, this is too big of an issue for me. So I'm going to vote no on the rest of the stuff because this issue is really important for sure. Now you can separate those two things and he can vote yes on the tax stuff. And then he can, they can figure out the, the other important issues separately. So having it paired together, I think was, was silly and, right. and and very good that they're they're separating it because it has major implications. It does, and and they to to the to the players' credit, they they did tie it to something that will be taken off the board for them as well. So th- it was used as a bargaining chip, but also to be figured out later. So yeah, all around good job. Implemented immediately. I can't believe I just gonna... said good job to these guys. Like <laughs> I, at this point, I, I'm at a, I'm at a place right now of a little bit of euphoria where I just don't give a shit what happened in the past at this point. Yeah, a lot Sign of people the deal, are bringing up. Go to spring training. Men throwing balls back and forth in in uh, in some PJs, and let's play some baseball. I don't give a I don't give a rat's ass about the rest of this nonsense. We 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 got past it. I'm, I've I'm seen happy. a lot of people still bitching like they could have done all this in December and January. Whatever. They wasted 43 days. Yes, we all acknowledge that. We acknowledge that they they're they're a holes, a holes. Okay, like let's let's move on at this point because the bottom line is we're all baseball fans and we're gonna finally get to talk about some baseball after I finish talking about all these new rules. <laughs> Universal DH immediately coming to the sport, which is good. No one wants to watch pitchers hit anymore. 12-team expanded playoffs immediately instituted, and the owners were fighting for 14. They want a bigger playoff pool, more more playoff revenue. Uh, The players wanted 12 teams because they figured if essentially half the league makes it, that's going to be less incentive for teams to to spend, which – where do you land on that? What's your feeling on that? Do you think that – I agree with that. Yeah. Dude, look at the NBA. The NBA has got practically every team that makes the playoffs, and now they have like a play-in round as well for there are so many teams it has what it has done is is completely relegated the the um regular season practically meaningless and and that's when you start getting in the the bad load management the load management that people associate the word with because people are just resting to rest because they have the ability because the regular season is meaningless i think that's part of the negative connotation of that word is because they're watching the NBA exploit it for for different reasons down the stretch. Because the again, regular season doesn't matter. It's one of those one of the uh, you know one of the things that make it make it bad when you have that expanded playoffs is that in baseball, and this was something that we bitched about the last time when the Yankees backed into the playoffs um, in two in the was this, was that the shortened season? They when you have too many teams that get into the playoffs. And you have 162 games in a in a regular season. That is too long of a regular season for everybody to make the playoffs. You just don't have the same stakes as you do over that long period of time for 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 you know big decisions, strategies, and all of these different things that play into who makes the playoffs and making that more precious. The, the regular season in baseball has always meant something. You expand it too much and you take the meaning out of the regular season, you're gonna lose a lot of casual fans throughout the season and that's a problem for them 
I mean, you can make an argument that 12 is expanding it too much when you For have sure. 162 games. I mean, you have 162 games, you should figure out who the good teams are and the bad teams are by that point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if your comparison to the NBA is the right one to make because in the NBA, it's not just about get in the tournament and see what happens. Like you still need to have the top echelon talent if you're going to be one of the final four teams, and that's just not the case in baseball, right? Like there is. I, I, I my truly point is, is that you can you can you can take time off in the regular season, no, even yes, when you have I, one of those upper echelon teams, and still make the playoffs and make a. And we've seen run. it happen. Yes, yeah. we've seen it happen. And and I think you're right that if you expanded it to 14 teams, so seven teams per league, one shy of half of the league making it, then you would just have teams being like, yeah, we're going to try and win 88 games and and just kind of make the summer boring because you're not trying to win. You're just trying to not lose, essentially. Just get to the tournament, quote unquote. And the last Which month I hate, of the season. I hate that mentality. I hate the just get to the tournament and see what happens mentality. Especially after 162 games. It's a grueling long season for players and for fans. It's a long season. So if you're telling me that that's not worth as much, I, I don't like that because I I like the fact that it does mean a lot, you know. And so, you have to you have to choose to play your guys over 162 and not choose to take as many games off because more teams are making the playoffs. We are recording this at 5:25 in the afternoon right now, and Logan is updating the notes. and And I just saw a note he put in here: no more game 163 tiebreakers. Every tiebreaker will be determined through formulas. I don't know what the F he means by that. I know okay. what he means by that. You can't tie. You can't have a tie. There will be no tiebreaker. So either you're going to runs against or runs scored or what, you know. Why? I, don't know I like what the 163. I like the 163 tiebreakers. I feel I don't. like the one. Why? Because it should matter what your in, in division record is uh, to, 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 because it makes those games matter. I disagree. Okay, I dis I disagree because you know you we know baseball this. is not meant to be baseball is not meant to have a decision based on one game. It's just not but, that's not the type of but game if you it's tie after, unless you are at a game seven. If you tie after 162 games with a team, then I think you should go to a 163 because you know as well as I do if you play a team in April. It's not the same. It might not be the same as playing them in July or well, playing them I guess in now, September. I guess, I guess it weighs more now, which I love. I, I don't want I things that, to go down to one game. I bet, this is, I bet this is only for this year because they have to cram 162 games into a little bit tighter schedule. Maybe. That's my guess. I, 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 I'm fine with it, though. I hope they continue. Because it. they are starting on April 7th. So they're starting about a week late. They're going to start the season as it was normally going to start with the Yankees playing the Red Sox on opening day. And they're going to do some doubleheaders, nine inning, full game doubleheaders, and they're going to take away some off days and they're going to expand the season maybe two, three days to fit all 162 into their schedule. And I think it's interesting that the players are agreeing to removing some off days in order to fit the the full schedule in. Obviously, they want to get paid in full, so they're going to sacrifice some off days. But I wonder if they're going to argue for expanded rosters for those extra off days. You know what I mean? Because they're losing off days and they're, they have player, player health in mind. If they're going to try and get a few extra people some major league service time to, to offset those doubleheaders and, and fewer off days. For the first month? You know, I... Well, it's not just the first month. It's, it's, it, this is going to be spread out throughout the six months is... Um, making up games 
that they lost because they, they they're essentially missing. So they're not stacking a week anything. of the season. I, they're not stacking uh, as much in the in the front of the season. They're just spreading it through, spreading it out. Yeah. So that I mean that kills the argument. I think that kills the argument for expanding the expanding the uh, that that's a first of all. <laughs> You don't just go and start asking for expanded rosters after you just went through hell getting this collective bargaining agreement. Do it you, doesn't, do it just doesn't these, work these, that way. I'm That's not, not how any of this works. It, you know, whether somebody thinks it or not, it's not happening. Like all the rules are pretty much set at this point. And by the way, they gave the uh, autonomy for the MLB to do whatever the F they want after 2022, given 45 days notice. 45 so. Days. Yeah. yeah, we're not getting those rule changes that we talked about last episode. Like, why not? Just, Can't we just, you know. When it, I know. Just just implement it. You got me excited about no shift. Don't take it away from me right now. Just <laughs> Pitch do clock, it. no shift. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I I would rather see the, the new rules sooner than later. But I also think if that was going to hold things up, then obviously don't. Obviously, don't that was the it. case. And if that's the case, then fine. Play baseball. It's like, but I I was under the impression the players were using that as leverage. They were saying no to all those things because they were using it to get their way on the money. And then once they got their way on the money, I figured they'd be like, yeah, okay, we're open to those new rules. Like why? You know what I mean? It's like, I, because uh, look, I, I do understand it from a player perspective. From a player perspective, when you're starting, when you say ban the shift, one, that's a big deal. That, that does dramatically change how the game is approached, I think. So not having an off season with that in mind, not having you know, a full, uh, you know, wh- however you're training, all the different things that go into it. There's a lot of things that were already set for ages have already been signed. A lot of things about that, that may change based on, you know, something like that. So I do, I get it. I understand why they're not doing it because it, it could affect strategy. There's no doubt. I would argue that DH could too, but that's just adding another player. They also free agents are going to get nabbed already. quicker than that. They did it in 2020 already with the university. Universal DH was in 2020 for everyone. So it's not it's not like they haven't done some of this stuff very recently. Right, but you're you're now looking at your roster a little differently if you're a National League team. But yeah, again, but they, I, they had a I, heads I up it. on this. I get it. I, I I get it. I'm just like I'm old man yelling at Cloud right now. It's fine. It's all good. We'll get it. We'll get it next year and it will be glorious and I'll be very happy. Joe Madden's got one more year. A couple other big things that maybe he that, does a, maybe he does a farewell tour. Our, our part of this is full service time <laughs> for the rookie of the year. If they were not going to have earned the full service time already, there's going to be advertisements on jerseys sooner than later. Rule beyond, five draft. Beyond the Nike swoosh? Beyond the Nike the, swoosh, Because yeah. there's already an there's advertisement. Be, there's already an Taco Bell. Right above number 99, there's going to be a, a giant taco from Taco Bell. Man, there's going to be a lot of people bitching about that. It's like, who cares at this point? Like, it... it I know it's not going to mean shorter commercial breaks, but I, I I wish it did. Like, but I know it's not going to because that's less that's less money in their pockets. They're just yeah, they're gonna they're going to add some flair to their uniforms. It's fine. It's all good. It is what it is. It's a, it was inevitable. I mean, other leagues do it, and, and everybody else does it. Yeah, the Rule Five Draft is canceled for 2022. So so that's actually. When you think back to some of the moves the Yankees made over the past uh, before the lockout, you know, trading away Tyler Wade and and uh, not having a we shortstop had, on the we roster, could have had a shortstop because because they had some forty man roster finagling to do that could have been avoided. Obviously, the those moves were made with the understanding that there would be a Rule Five draft, but you know, it, it I think it is helpful for the Yankees in the sense like 
you know, two guys that have been on our show very recently, Josh Bro and Ken Waldachuk, are were have going to be eligible for the Rule Five draft and could have very well been taken. They're both rising prospects, and now the Yankees don't have to worry about them for this year. For sure. I mean, I think some guys are, are exhaling a little bit because they want to be there. Some guys are like, you know what? I could have used the change of scenery and now I don't have that option anymore. Uh, but it does, you know, I was I was looking at this as, uh, you know, a disadvantage for certain, for for the Yankees looking, but it's a disadvantage for everybody. It's a it's something that everybody has to deal with. Nobody saw it coming. It is what it is. It's not as not as impactful. So again, I'm, I'm not going to cry over over little details. We're playing baseball. The final piece that we all thought was going to hold this up is that at the very end, the owner slipped in. Oh, by the way, you guys have to throw out the lawsuits that you have against us in order to get this deal across right now. The 2020 and lawsuits. The 2020 lawsuits, the one for um, that the players are arguing the owners did not, in good faith, try and play as many games as possible in the COVID season. That's an up to $500 million lawsuit. And then the lawsuit against uh, some small market teams for improperly using luxury tax revenue sharing funds also thrown out. Oh, it's not, it wasn't easy to get. I don't think that the players threw those out lightly. I think that because the money on the other end was good enough, they threw out those lawsuits. That, I'm sure there's some very angry lawyers on the player's side right now. Yeah. So this was like a little F you from the ML from MLB who there was a report last night that was going around talking about uh, it was because Steve Cohen liked a tweet saying that man has to get off Twitter. He he does. He liked a tweet that said something along the lines of MLB will not accept a proposal from the MLB PA. They need the PA to accept their proposal. Like (laughs) it's, it's yeah. Like who's in charge here? Whose control is this? Where's the pants in this relationship? So, you know, that is one whether that's true or not, I kind of believe that feels on brand for what was happening here. And this is boss? just like another... Who's the boss? Who's the boss? Yeah, yeah. Just don't forget. Who's your daddy? Who is your daddy? Who pays who your... signs your checks? I mean, who at the end of the day, who signs the checks? Yeah, right. You have a job because of me. That That's them. That's them talking about this. Like, the big... Who carries the big stick? And this was another little thing. Oh, by the way, we agree to everything, but you got to get rid of your lawsuits. They're like, these motherfuckers, you know what I mean? And they're like, fine, fine. But do you know why this is actually extra big is because for for the lawsuit on the uh, the small market teams, they were going to have to open up their books if it went to court. And, and that's one thing the owners definitely did not want to have happen. They, they were holding this one for the very end. They were like, I'm going to turn this piece of coal in my fist to a diamond at the end and no one's going to know it's coming. But we're going to be too close to step back, like actually. And they held it, right? They didn't use last week on Tuesday. They held it. They knew. They they held firm. I'll give them credit for that. They held their cards. Oh yeah, they they, they, they really they, stuck to their deadlines. <laughs> and they no, no no they no they held this one this one little nugget this one little piece of coal that yeah. they had in their fist waiting for it to go into a diamond. This five hundred this potential five hundred and thirty whatever you said million dollar lawsuit that's now going to be completely poof in, into the air. They would. They held it. Good for them. That was that was a strong move on their end. Yeah, good for the owners. They're, they needed yeah. a real win under their yeah. belt. Yeah, <laughs> who's in charge, bitches? The the um the deadline thing, 
over this whole course of the lockout was one of the more unintentionally funny parts of this, where they're just throwing the word deadline out. And by the end of it, it just had no meaning because clearly two weeks ago, they said, if we don't get a deal done, we can't play 162 games. And here it is 10 days later, and they're still going to play 162 games. So, so what, what is it? Do they understand what a deadline means? Clearly, no, whatever. It's, it was very funny. And then another thing that, that people were just freaking out about on Twitter today, and, and I know you, you might not have seen this because you were in meetings all day. All Jeff day, Passing, nonstop, Jeff, back to back Jeff, to back to back to back. Jeff Passing's Twitter account got hacked. I, I, okay. I, I did hear. I he got hacked. Them. Yeah. He got hacked around whatever it was, noon. And Classic. baseball, what a, what baseball a, what fans. What a great day to get hacked. <laughs> freaked out. You, because you know what? Jeff Passing. Guess what? what? That's the owners too. You think they? You don't think, you think the owners have the a guy? Oh yeah, the it was some NFT. It was some some account like yeah. retweeting their NFT information. Uh-huh. So it's like if this was Bob ne- Bob Nightingale, no one would have given a shit. Everyone would have just laughed. But like people really like and respect Jeff Passan. So like if it, because it was him, like it's like he's one reporter that every like baseball fan goes to and trusts and agrees with is like really quality. So people just like felt bad for Jeff Passan and all of this. And it, just, it was just like a very, very wholesome moment where collectively baseball fans were like, oh, we feel bad for Jeff. We want Jeff back telling us what's going on. Yeah. I mean, Jeff Passan does the Elmo impersonation on on like Levitar and that, you know, he's he's a he's he's a family man. He's very relatable. He's a guy that that people can uh, can very much trust. So, you know, he's one of the guys that if I say I got hacked, I'm like, all right, I, I think he actually got hacked. Nightingale or Heyman are like, I got hacked. We're like, shut up, old man. Just like stop tweeting out nonsense. Yes, your so password what, is the same everywhere. What a day it was! I think also an interesting note is that the in the votes for this proposal from the player side, there's 38 total votes. Eight of them are a committee, non-player, non-team representation, right? The union committee has eight votes. They all voted no. So in order to get this passed, the players needed 20 out of the 30 teams to equal a two-thirds majority to get it passed. It ended up being that 26 teams out of 30 voted yes. The Yankees were one of the teams that voted no. Randy Levine, baby. Well, no, no, no. This is nothing. No, this is players. <laughs> this is sorry. the players. Sorry, 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 sorry. The Yankees players, yeah, right? Yeah. So J- Jameson Tyon is their rep. Mm-hmm. The Yankees players, Mets players, Houston players, and St. Louis Cardinals players were the four team representations that voted no in this. Do Do we have any idea why they voted no? Not at this point, no. Uh, I, I know there was the Mets were one of the Mets players were one of the first ones that was reported as as voting no and so sure sir because he's yeah. he was in the middle of this whole thing tyone was sure. pretty tyone's been pretty pretty close tyone's been outspoken yep certainly uh, other guys on the yankees that have been outspoken have were, were zach Britton has been outspoken through all this garrett cole is that uh, still a yankee i mean technically kind of technically getting paid yeah. by the yankees yeah 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 he could come back yeah he could come back maybe uh um, expand the playoffs so- baby I just think it's uh, it's interesting to note that the Yankees were one of the team reps that that voted no. Didn't matter. Only four didn't vote, which was well in the majority to get to get this passed. So, I think now we're we're look we're eyeing free agency, right? Like, oh yeah, saying- it's a frenzy, baby. Like this thing, this thing could come hot and heavy tonight. Like, 
you know damn well that that backdoor conversations were happening, tampering was oh, happening. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I expect this thing to move relatively quickly. John Heyman's going to be making all sorts of shit up. <laughs> it's already been reported that the Yankees' first at order of action is going to be deciding on Freddie Freeman. Uh, again, I love me some Freddie Freeman. Don't think first base is their biggest need, but I'm not going to be upset if Freddie Freeman is I, a Yankee I, tomorrow. I truly, I truly, I truly hope Freddie Freeman comes to the Yankees because I will, I, for the first time, everybody in, that listens to our podcast and me, I, you know, I think we're just going to get an overwhelmingly positive Andrew on the podcast day after day because you're, I mean, you are giddy about this man. You, he will you, instantly become my favorite Yankee. Oh, I know, I know. You're already dreaming about it. You're, I think Harrison might already have a jersey. To be honest, like this is the this is a different level. This is like a podcasting changing signing that I'm all for. He's the, I mean, he's the first baseman that we've been longing for. I hope so. For, I pray to God. Come on, hey, no shift too. This is like Mark Teixeira reincarnated. It come come you know as the Atlanta roots. This is this is uh, maybe this is fate. I mean, Frederick, if, if, Frederick, who was chasing him with the ball. That was uh, one of the best. I mean, I think everyone's going to be happy if the Yankees sign Freddie Freeman. If the Yankees sign Carlos Correa, there's going to be plenty of fans not happy about that. Even if they for acknowledge sure. that it makes them better on the field, I think there's going to be a lot of hatred for that signing. And I think yeah, rightfully I'll so. I'll be one of them. I'll be one of them. And I will I will speak my mind about the fact that I don't want that scumbag on our team, but I will also root for that scumbag because he's wearing the uniform that I root for. And I will probably get over at some point. Maybe, maybe not. Still kind of don't like Johnny Damon. I've brought this up. Like, you know, I, I'm i stubborn in some in some ways. And, and this is one of them. Like that guy, he hurt me. He hurt me. And I don't like him. So, and you know what the thing is with him in particular is I did like him. He, he won me over the year that they won the World Series because of the whole... You were on him even before that. You you had talked about how you had listened to interviews of him, and he spoke about how his dad. Yes, it was a, him. it was that year. It was 2017 that we were talking about this, where he was like, you know, as a kid, I get chills thinking about this because I think about my son, I think about other kids growing up, and and like having this vision of of who they're going to be. He had the vision that he was going to be a major league baseball player and was going to play in the United States, and he had to earn. I'm sorry, he had to learn uh, how to speak English to talk to the reporters. I'm like, when I hear a. a the, the story of a kid thinking that, like, that that gets me very excited. I think it's awesome. It's a cool story. And and then he just ruined it all. He ruined it all. So he was a he was a guy I felt betrayed a bit, even though clearly they 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 beat the Yankees that year. And I was just watching baseball. I was being a baseball fan at that point. And I was as a baseball fan, I was like, that's a cool story. Okay. You guys were good this year. I appreciate it. Now we know the truth. And he's a scumbag. So now, now I'm completely flipped, and I want nothing to do with him. But again, that's the that's the nature of the beast in today's world with free agency and how guys are going across different teams. He's going to sign with the Yankees. So be it. I'm going to root for the Yankees. I'm going to root for him. I don't have to like it. it. Doesn't matter. Nobody cares if I like it. It is what it is. If you thought if if Carlos Correa signs with the Yankees, and if you thought that a Rod had some tough treatment or John Carlos Stanton has had some tough treatment from fans. I feel like Carlos Correa will be unlike anything we've ever seen. I know, but uh, here's the deal with, with him as a New York Yankee, the, all the other fan bases are just getting ready for this because they're like, Oh, you guys are soft. You guys are this. So you, you guys turn. are that. You think we'll because, turn and start defending our guy. Hell yeah. They're going to start turning. If the, if, if Carl, well, 
That's up to him. If he signs with the Yankees and comes out hot, yes, the Yankees will for the Yankees fans will turn a blind eye. If he does not come out He's of the game, two fifteen and it's twenty five games free into the season. Then then yeah, he'll hear he'll hear the wrath of hell. But you know, it, yeah. if he's on this team, that means he's going to be on this team for four to five years, years. Oh, to six four to five? seven years, whatever. Yeah, I mean, who knows what today? <laughs> I said ten. Like, I mean, who knows what today's free agent is going to sign for compared to November's free agent? I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, depending on what happens over the next twenty-four hours, we might be doing another emergency episode if the Yankees sign someone, someone worth talking about. I'm excited to to follow. I'm excited along to podcast, baby. Happens. This is this is like a, I'm, I'm rejuvenated. You break, you get you get knocked yeah, down. I mean, it's going to be while. quick, right? It's going to be quick, right? Yeah. So spring training is starting this weekend. They're going to be doing like workouts and everything, and then they're basically going to be cramming games in for two weeks to get ready for the regular season. It's going to be a very condensed schedule. Uh, are we looking at? Are we're going to looking at. Are we looking at flights? Are we? I mean, I may peruse some flights tonight. Well, yeah, we don't know the schedule, the spring training schedule. We don't know. We don't know anything. It doesn't matter. They play every day. <laughs> All right. Just tell me where to tell me when to be at the airport. <laughs> He's like, I have a kid now. Give me an excuse. <laughs> just tell me when to be at the airport and I'll be there. But appreciate you guys sticking with us through the offseason and the lockout and everything. Uh, definitely thank you for all the support that you guys have given. The ratings and reviews on on all the different podcast apps have been very positive and and, and that is 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 great for us to hear. We've made exciting additions to the Bronx Pinstripe Show team in Logan and Ilya. They're going to be helping us out all season and 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 going forward, helping to produce the show, be active on social media collect mailbag questions, voicemails, which you will hear the return of voicemails. Baby, I'm so excited for that. This was like the voicemail segment is probably one of the, one of my favorite pieces of doing this podcast for, for the, however many years we've been doing this. Um, I love, I love it because it gives, uh, the, the Yankee fan just a perfect raw opportunity to speak their mind and we don't edit. So it's one of my favorites. So make sure you guys six, four, six, four, eight, zero, zero, three, four, two. Look at that fucking clockwork. Pardon Nailed it. Ba- Babe Ruth, Mariano Rivera is is the last four numbers. Pro- get it, get it programmed to your phone. It's going to be a uh, a regular weekly thing. We're bringing it back. Um, I'm excited for it because it's a great place for for everybody who listens to uh, to voice their opinions, positive, negative, frustrations, happiness, whatever you want. Come on uh, and and bring it on to the voicemail. We're bringing it back right now. We put out the line right after the lockout news was uh, dropped. So enjoy these, and we will talk to you guys next week. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. Here comes the judge. Baseball is back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get it. Oh, long overdue, but Yankee baseball is back. I'm feeling good about this. I'm pissed off that it took this long because Manfred is a clown, but... Oh, boy, buckle up because this is going to be some wild free agency coming up within the next 24 hours, maybe as soon as tonight. So, Yankee Nation, buckle up. It's going to get nuts. Appreciate all your work, guys. There's absolutely no reason to be excited. Hal is not going to open up the checkbooks for anything. This is a built-in excuse for him. It's too late in the offseason for them to make radical changes to the budget or to the roster. It's the team that we have is good enough. Let's just re-sign Brett and everyone will be happy and we'll get to the playoffs again and lose. But nonetheless, it's too late in the season for any big changes. That's exactly what's going to be the storyline. That's exactly what he's going to say. And we're going to live with the same crap that we have for the last five years. Hal needs to sell the team and he needs to sell it as soon as possible because this is getting really old really quick. Yo, 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 it's just the bleacher creature right here. Listen, I'm just happy that baseball is finally back, but the Yankees got a lot of work to do in the next 48, 72 hours, however hours they need. The first thing we should do is address Aaron Judge's contract. The second thing we should do is please, for the love of God, either get Correa or the story, get a premier left-handed first baseman, go after a number three starter like Carlos Rodon, and get... You know, one of those free agent center fielders that are out there. And please do not bring back Brett Gardner. Please, for the love of God, do not bring back Brett Gardner. And also, trade Luke Voigt for some bullpen arms. That's my opinion. I don't know if you guys would like it, but that's my opinion. As a Yankee fan, I want to have a lot of success this year. But let's see what they can do. But that's my opinion on what the Yankees should do this year. Let me know what y'all got to Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it, and go Yankees. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding 
or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.